Mai mai, haere mai, ki tēnei hōtaka. Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Very nice to be with you this afternoon. And look, as always, across this week, I really want to hear from you. How are you faring? How are you doing? You might want to get a message out to people in and around your area and let us know where we can on being a lifeline to you. Any real-time need-to-know information where you are, just get in touch. As always, text me, the panel. You can text 2101, email the panel at rnz.co. Today on the program, one man in Kirikiri is using unimogs to deliver people to safety, delivering a heavily pregnant woman through rising floodwaters in the dark. That just after four. We also give you a Met service update as uh, rain start to come in in some areas. Also, the toll on horticulture, especially in Hawke's Bay, known as New Zealand's fruit bowl, the impact has been huge. We have also heard about forestry slash, but less so and less seen is the massive amount of sedimentation. It will push estuary ecosystems to the brink of collapse, says our guest this afternoon. Also today we cross to Piha, see how things are there. Many homes are very vulnerable there, some destroyed. And another news, the Halberg Awards announced the Halberg Awards Supreme winner was New Zealand snowboarder Zoe Sadowski Sinnott. We have Zoe's proud dad on the show this afternoon. Can't wait for that. With me this afternoon, Zoe George, Stuff Senior Sports Journalist and Podium Podcast host. Zoe, lovely to have you here. Oh, it's always wonderful to be on the panel with you. And I'm so glad we're talking about the yeah. Halbergs as well. And, you know, it's been a really tough time for so many New Zealanders at the moment. So to have a little bit of sunshine of during course. this difficult time is always nice to celebrate those wins. And also David Farrah, uh, David Ziona and Director of Curia Market Research, whose many clients include the National Party. He is also the editor of Kiwi blog. David, welcome to the program. Great to be back, Wallace and Zoe. Yeah, very good. Good to have you here. Now, first up, I just wanted to talk about those local heroes, heroines who are doing some really valuable community work wherever they are. It could be significant like a rescue and floods. It might be as something as simple as helping a neighbour with food. And a number of you got in touch, your local heroes, and keep getting in touch. I might, I might want to do a couple more tomorrow as well. One person nominated our next guest here for his calm demeanour, someone to talk to in times of trouble, and while the focus has rightfully been on the likes of Hawke's Bay, Dargaville was badly hit also. Reverend Frank Nelson was approached to open his church as an evacuation centre in Dargaville. As many as 80 people took shelter at the storm's peak. Reverend Nelson is from the Anglican Church in Hawkeyunga Street. Uh, Frank, Kyoto, good to have you here and <laughs> congratulations for the, for the nomination. Oh, I didn't know about that. Hi, no. kia ora, everybody. And kept... good to, uh, yes, it's interesting. <laughs> I kept it a surprise. Yeah. Yes. Now, firstly, what is the latest there for a third night? There was uh, a warning for flooding. Yeah, so last night we had eight or I think about 10 people who spent the whole night. Uh, everybody went home this morning after uh, the things, the, 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 the big surge that was expected didn't wasn't as big as had been uh, feared, 
um, and uh, but but I guess the really important news is that the church is still open as an evacuation as the official evacuation centre here in Dargaville, um, and will be open tonight. There's there's plenty of food if somebody needs a meal. It is open if people need to spend the night. And I've just arrived back at the church and been told that um, uh, we, there's a potential slip or a crack on Park Road, which is just below the museum on the hill. So this is not flooding, but the result of water. And I understand some people have been asked to or suggested that they should leave and find alternate accommodation. And um, at least one person is here in the hall with us at the moment. Mm. And high but tides around 8 p.m. there, am I right? Yes, uh, but yeah, but probably a bit later now, I think, yes, but, but that sort of time. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a concern about the tide at the moment, although, of course, you never know. What, yeah. There's a lot of water up upstream which needs to come down, and then, of course the high tide comes in and pushes, pushes the water back. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. a voice of calm, a reassuring presence, someone said of you as the nomination, but oh. th- th- that is important in times like yeah, these, yeah. isn't it, Frank? Yeah, it is. It is, absolutely. And people want to, I think, just be able to, yeah, uh, people know there's somebody in control. I'm not in control. I just opened the doors. There's a fabulous team, mostly people from the district council, workers. Um, the assistant librarian was here, I noticed, overnight uh, as one of the team. Um, and, yeah, I've just been moving around, chatting to a few people and uh, seem to be the go-to media person here at the moment, which people are thrilled at because they don't want to speak. I've, as a preacher, I've spoken a lot. I probably speak too much. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. yeah. Kia ora, Frank. Uh, Reverend Nelson, thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. And thanks. Bye. Bye then. And just around the panel on that, David, uh, it's, it's, it's those local heroines, heroes who provide that, well, that solace, that comfort, that reassurance and that, and that small help. Yeah, look, I think it's, you know, ironically, when we have the worst of time in terms of disasters, or sometimes it's even more individualized, where you've had, you know, a terrible crime with a family, is where we're different from other species, where we care about people we've never met, we want to help, we have empathy, and I think it brings out the best in people, the more challenging the times are, and you see that especially at that local level. Yeah. Very, very good. So keep those nominations coming, a local uh, hero, heroine. Zoe? Yeah, it's it's magnificent. Actually, that's what I've been thinking about is the generosity of others during times of need. You know, when we think about the people in our emergency bunkers doing some of the work, the truck drivers who are driving on treacherous roads to get much-needed supplies to cut off communities and groups, um, the people like you, Wallace, and, and the team at RNZ and the journalists who are working around the clock to make sure that we're providing and up-to-date information so that you can make safe choices for you and your family. You know, it's it's really has been a massive effort from everyone, but it's it's not over yet. And um, yes. but the the generosity side of things really warms my heart. And total uh, blatant self-promotion here. But this morning, stuff launched a fundraising campaign for those who have been impacted by Cyclone Gabriel. Um, our goal originally was about two hundred thousand. We reached that very early this morning, and now we're going for a million dollars. It's currently sitting at about $400,000 and that money will go to the Red Cross and the Merrill Relief Funds. Um, And speaking of generosity, last night I was at a a gala function for the Wellington
Wellington Homeless Women's Trust. Uh, there was about 500 Wellingtonians there, and we were in Sky Stadium when that uh, earthquake hit last night, and, and a whole range of people from business people for, you know, Sir Richard Taylor, there were politicians, including the Prime Minister, and, you know, the, the trust, they work to house our most vulnerable and support our most vulnerable wahine here in Wellington. And we managed to raise over $100,000 yesterday oh, for that fantastic. cause. Oh, fantastic. So beautiful. Wonderful. The generosity is beautiful. Yeah, totally. I've been thinking thereby as so we'll come to David shortly, but also with us, this guest was nominated by a listener, Chris, as someone just doing something simple to bring each other together. Ruman Rakev, uh, congratulations on the nomination. Thank you very much, Wallace Kirokato, to the panel and uh, to your listeners. And thank you very much as well to Chris for the nomination. It's still, uh, yeah, striking to me and I'm quite pleased uh, to be with you. Now, you have been, tell us what you do. You've been using discarded materials from the floods uh, to make things and, I, and make connections with others. Uh, yes. So our project running already from last year and going into this year, it's called Making Benches, Making Friends, and it's uh, funded by local council. And basically, it's indeed discarded objects as pallets and other uh, things around the neighborhoods. We are just trying to clean up, making something creative. I have a background in art and design, as so as Chris as well. And we just try to go around, clean up a little bit and make it a little bit more friendly viable because we believe that the urban fabric it's all about trust and sociability so we just try to bring up the sociability forward especially in this crisis times and where do you get the materials from uh the materials are already available and they're just around the neighborhood uh, people unfortunately still throw and pull it a lot uh it's either from a warehouse a stationery and other sites or just uh, businesses or others discarded objects that are not anymore in use and unfortunately will end up in the landfill. So we just uh, take the memory appropriate to something more fun and creative and hopefully that people will engage with and make more connections coming as strangers and living hopefully as friends. Really nice to have you on the program, uh, Ruman. And uh, again, congratulations. Uh, keep up that, uh, I guess, that connectivity with uh, neighbours and friends and uh, otherwise and uh, all the best. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Kiyaka, to everybody. Thank you. There you go. So there's a couple of uh, local hero, local hero nominations. I'd love to do uh, two or three more uh, tomorrow afternoon on Friday's show. So if you would like to nominate someone from around the country, anything at all, just email me at the panel at rnz.co.nz. And of course, that text number as well, 211. Zero one. But on to the important things. Uh, Grant in the Hawks Bay says, Wallace, can you please update us periodically with the cricket score? Yes, very important. There's, there's <laughs> Come no, on, the black caps. There's no, there's no <laughs> coverage here. So um, this is from the Guardian Live blog. Uh, 21st over England, 124 for two. Pope 30, route zero. Stroke of luck for Pope, who tries to turn Tickner to leg and gets a leading edge over the slips for four. And after a nervous start, uh, including one over that went for 17, Tickner is settling into his work. So perhaps, Zoe, um, you're on the Yeah, I'll keep, I'll keep an eye on the score. That can be can... my job for the day. It has, it's so wonderful to have the English team here. Uh, Brendan McCullum as, as coach. I interviewed Jeetan Patel, who's a former Black Cap. Uh, he's the spin bowling coach, and he said, so they're playing at the Basin next week, and they're asking for someone to beat Brendan McCullum's 300 at the Basin Reserve because he's sick and tired of hearing Baz talk about it. Good so on you. 
someone needs to whack 300 next week at the Basin. Good on you. So stay with the panel for your cricket score. <laughs> Zoe is going to be providing us with um, 10-minute updates. <laughs> the next update just uh, around about five hours four. David Farrer, I've been thinking. Well, look, I'm a bit of a politics geek, which won't surprise people. And I've been thinking about the... United States presidential election. And you might think that's two years away. That's ridiculous. But unlike New Zealand, where like nominations open six weeks before the election, in the US, it's a two-year campaign. And we've just had the second candidate for the Republicans uh, announce she's standing. Her name's Nikki Haley. And she's the former governor of uh, South Carolina and a former UN ambassador. But what I'm interested in... Oh, yes, that's right. Yep. ...is that... If she wins the Republican nomination, and if Biden doesn't stand and his vice president stands, Kamala Harris, you will really be reminded that the US is a nation of immigrants because they're both Indian Americans. Uh, Quite different ones. Uh, Nikki Haley is descended from a Sikh parent, and Tamil Indian is on Kamala Harris's side. But it would be quite a remarkable feat mm. if the two major contenders for president were both descendants of Indians who moved to America, you know, seeking a better way of life. Sadly, though, more likely it's going to be Biden versus Trump, which is just terrible and boring. But mm. I'm holding out hope it will be a more energetic contest and also a more promising one. What I like about Hayden Very good. David, no, we have to leave it there. We're coming up almost to... Almost Reagan-esque. Very good. We're coming up to news, David. David Farrow there, uh, Zoe George, 4pm News, with you just after 4.